want to continue uh, the two-week series that we started called Receiving Your Spiritual Inheritance. And today, I want to talk to you about taking your place. Everybody say, take your place. Last week, I talked about three things we needed to do in order to receive our spiritual inheritance. The first thing was to take responsibility, to take responsibility for what we've been given in regards to the legacy of real life. How many of you had a great, great Sunday? We had a great Sunday, and the message was basically, listen, we're not starting over. Listen, we're picking up what's been left to us, and we're going to steward that, and we're going to run a race. Amen? So we have to take personal responsibility over that. Secondly, I talked about embrace God's call to maturity. Maturity is a result of taking what I've been equipped with and serving the body with it. And so, as I just mentioned, taking your talent, your time, and your treasure, rolling up your sleeves, listen, and not only hearing what needs to be done, but actually doing what needs to be done. And partnering with God, partnering with the Holy Spirit in what he wants to accomplish through this body. So we've got to embrace the call to maturity, and maturity doesn't always say, hey, there's work to do. It says, no, let me do the work. The third thing is we have to reach for our capacity in Christ, which means that I'm maximizing the power of the Holy Spirit that flows through my life by taking the limitations off. What I mean by that, and I'm just getting this right now, but what I mean by that, when I first got saved, I was not baptized in the Holy Spirit. And before I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I had done a year of college. And I took speech 1A. Anybody ever take speech 1A? And I remember I was scared to death. And I went through that entire class, the whole semester. And when it came time for me to speak, I didn't show up. I actually just dropped the class. How many know public speaking is one of the greatest fears? I think it is the greatest fear. Second is dying. Isn't that crazy? Listen, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I enrolled in Santa Rosa Junior, Junior College, and I took that same speech 1A. Listen, and God anointed me, anointed my mouth to speak. No longer was I afraid. In fact, on one of my tests, listen, because I took the, the Holy Spirit, helped me take the limitations, helped me take fear out of my life. Listen, that teacher, not a Christian, wrote on my test, he said, you will move masses, not even know that I had a desire for ministry. God wants to take the limitations off of you, off of me, for this next season that we're headed into. Say above and beyond, all I could ask or think. Today, I want to encourage you to take your place. A couple of weeks ago, Amy and I were meeting with Pastor Sean and Sherry Marshall to get to know them better, and we met them at our favorite Mexican restaurant in Orangevale, La Placita. Anybody ever been to La Placita? Nobody, because you live in the Tomas, right? <clears throat> if you're on Greenback, if you're ever on Greenback and you're down by Main Street, you will see La Placita with an orange sign and a rickety old parking lot, and you would never stop there if you looked outside, if you looked from the outside only. You would never stop there. It's word of mouth. And you go in this place, and it's always jammed, and it's always packed. 
Well, we asked uh, the marshals if they liked Mexican food, and Amy and I showed up a little early, and we walked in, and we noticed we hadn't been there a while, that it was all reorganized, and the tables, it's just, I mean, it'll fit in this corner of the room right here. And there was tables nicely organized, and lines, and people everywhere, and we noticed there was a sign, like all restaurants, um, right in front of us as we walked in, and so we stood there, and, um, you know, please wait to be seated. And so we just waited there, and about 30 seconds, um, no one was coming, and I decided to actually read the sign, and it said, please seat yourself. (laughs) You see, many of us are waiting to be seated, but God is asking us to take our place as we prepare ourselves for what was spoken over this house last week as a season of fulfillment. You see, once the marshals came and Amy and I, once we took our seat, listen, everything we requested was granted. Everything we needed was taken care of, and everything we ordered was delivered. Come on, my two enchiladas, rice, and beans was right on time. You see, once you and I take our place, everything is going to fall in place. Some of you are trying to figure out how, who, what. Let me just tell you, take your place and just watch what God does as things fall into place. I said last week, there has to be alignment before we see fulfillment, and that's going to take some time. I'm going to camp in Ephesians today, but Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10, and yes, I'm going to read all of it. Verse 4 says, but God, we're reading out of the Amplified Version. It's on the screens. But God, being so very rich, rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together. How many of you thankful to be alive together? And not only alive together, but alive together in Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. Verse 6, and he raised us up together, underline this, and he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us, come on, and seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, and he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace, his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus by providing for our redemption. How many are you thankful for freedom? For it is by grace, I love this, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through our own effort. How are you thankful? It's not, doesn't depend on us, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. I love this verse for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. How many of you are just a work of art? Some of you are a piece of work, but today we're a work of art. All right. <laughs> Created in Christ Jesus, 
I love this one right here, and we're going to get to this, but reborn from above. Reborn from above. Spiritually transformed. We're singing about this today. Spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared. Here's the exciting thing. Which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, check this out, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Last week, I explained that when a spiritual father and mother are called out, spiritual sons and daughters are called up. The temptation that we are confronted with is that when a leader is called out, the temptation comes and the temptation that we are kind of confronted with when a leader leaves is that we believe the lie that we've been left and abandoned instead of believing we've received the promise of abundance we've inherited in Christ Jesus. To abandon someone means to give up on them. It means to withdraw from them. It means to take protection away from them, support away from them, or help from them. And I told you last week, and I meant it, that Pastor Scott And Pastor Karen, listen, will never be a threat to Amy and I. Listen, they will always be a source of strength. They will always be a source of strength. Why? Because you honor your mother and father. Because the Bible says when you honor your mother and father, it will go well with you. And how many of you want it to go well with you? How many of you want a long life? Because that's the other side of the promise as well. When we succumb to the temptation that we've been abandoned, which is our, fo- our focus is on who has left and what has been lost. And there are two ways to look at Pastor Scott's departure. Two ways we talked about. A legendary leader who can never be replaced or a legacy leader who has left us something to steward. And I like, the sa- I like looking at Pastor Scott and Karen as legacy leaders that they have not left us, but they have left us something to steward. And how many know that's the legacy that's going to unfold the next 11 years? Abandonment, however, produces an orphan mentality. And I want to address this. I want to confront this this morning. And it prevents us from walking in the abundance that God has given us in Christ Jesus as spiritual sons and daughters. Let's look at Ephesians 1, 15 to 22. Yes, we're going to read all of it, because how many know Scripture sometimes preaches better than the preacher? All right. But this is, a, this, is a, this is a prayer that Paul prayed over the Ephesian church. It's powerful. You can actually make this prayer your own, and I have. You can personalize this prayer and pray it every day. But Paul prayed this, He said, I do not cease, verse 16, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. How many know it's good to know that somebody's praying for you? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. How many want to know the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us to believe according to the working of his mighty power? 
which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and here it is again, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. It's important to know, listen, not only did he see Christ with him in the heavenly, but he seated, with us, he seated us right beside him in heavenly places. Everybody say, take your place. Verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. I want to talk to you just, to, just real briefly about abundance. I'm not talking about earthly or material things. I'm not talking about the money or the credit cards or whatever you have in your purse. I'm talking about your spiritual inheritance, the spiritual wealth that is available to us as sons and daughters. Abundance is something that exists in large amounts. How many know God has a large amount for us? It means, abundance means to be amply supplied and marked by a degree of plentifulness. Everybody say, I'm amply supplied. I'm marked by a degree of plentifulness. As sons and daughters, listen, we are amply supplied and marked with God's abundance towards us. What are those things that are coming towards us? This is what I want you to catch this morning. As sons and daughters, what are those things that are coming towards us from God? Well, look at, the, look at Ephesians 2. The, the rich mercy of God. The great and wonderful love that he loved us with. These are all the great things of abundance that's coming on us. Undeserved favor and mercy. Immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace. Kindness redemption and freedom. How many of you are thankful for freedom? I love this phrase in the Amplified. Remarkable compassion and favor, generous and eternal perspective. You see, God's abundance, his mercy, love, grace, favor, kindness, redemption, compassion, and eternal life, I want you to catch this, it seats me in my rightful place as a son and daughter with him, according to Ephesians 2.6, above all, according to Ephesians 1.21. So I'm seated as a son and daughter, I'm seated with him and above all, and why is that important? You see, the lie of abandonment will produce an orphan mentality which will cause us to surrender our authority that we have in Christ. Therefore, robbing us of the inheritance that we've been given of sons and daughters. If we surrender our authority as believers, what happens is we open the door to the enemy. When we surrender our authority, we open the door to the enemy. So instead of, listen, receiving the undeserved favor, receiving the rich mercies of his grace, receiving the remarkable compassion, listen, we're all bound up in shame and guilt and feeling sorry for ourselves. We're all bound up. Listen, this next season that God is bringing us into, listen, you need to leave that baggage at home. Come on and step into the freedom and the abundance that God has for every single one of us. This is a season of fulfillment and freedom. So 
If we surrender our authority as believers, we open the door to the enemy. So instead of walking in mercy, we walk in judgment. Instead of expressing unconditional love, we put conditions on it. Instead of extending grace, we make it difficult for people. Hello. Instead of being kind, we're rude. Rude, right? Instead of being generous, we become stingy. When we don't take our place, listen, when we don't take our place, we give the enemy space to work among us. And let me just tell you, real life church family, we don't got time for that. God, listen, he has positioned us as sons and daughters above all that garbage. So what I'm here to tell you, listen, is rise above the ground level warfare. Listen, rise above as a son and daughter. Listen, don't play the devil's game. Listen, rise above all that mess and come on, start receiving the goodness of God, which we just sang about. Start receiving the goodness of God for your life. Why is that important? Because listen, if you're not receiving it, you're not sharing it either. How many of you have ever given someone an inch and they took a mile? Why did that happen? It's because you didn't stand in the fullness of your authority. You were trying to be nice and not hurt their feelings. Come on, you gave a little open door to the enemy. And he said, thank you very much, right? You weren't as clear as you could have been, and so they came up with the details and filled in the blanks for you, right? You didn't have boundaries, so they got up all up in your business, right? You didn't sign a contract, so you got the raw end of the deal. See, when I stand in the authority that God's given me, I walk in the abundance of what's available to me, listen, and I shut the devil out. That's right, I talked about the devil. We shut the devil out. When we walk in the abundance of God, I don't give the enemy space. I don't give him space in my life. I shut him out so that God can just love on me. So I can receive all that he has for me as a son and daughter. Yeah, the enemy is, he's, he's talking in my ear all the time. But listen, I don't got to listen to that mess when my focus is on my father. As the new lead pastor of Real Life Church, the first thing I did and I'm doing, because this was only my first week, is to identify the biggest challenges that we need to confront. I'm not confronting them in my own strength and ability because how many know the real battle that real life is facing, listen, it's a spiritual battle. So listen, if I come here with all my good ideas and my past experiences and all those things, listen, I don't discount those things, but listen, God is wanting to do a new thing. I don't confront them in my own strength. Yeah, I rehearse my victories. In fact, I got a word before I came to this church. They said, you're not going to have to fight for victories at real life, battles you've already won. I'll take that one. I don't know about you. If I confront these challenges in my own ability, there will never be changes. But if I choose to take my place, listen, I live above the battle. 
I live above the challenges, and I lead from a place of abundance, not lack. God is calling us as a church to take our place and lead from a place of abundance as sons and daughters. God is calling us up, church. He's calling us up, and I'm asking you this morning, will you answer? Will you say yes to him? Don't say yes to me. Please don't say yes to me. Say yes to him. Let him take the limits off your life. This is your season of fulfillment, not just Amy and I's season of fulfillment. It's been amazing the last couple of weeks, but I'm telling you, it's just going to get better together. It's not Dean and Amy in Christ. It's us together in Christ. God's calling us to take our place and lead from a place of abundance, to live above our circumstances, not beneath them, to live above the drama, not in the drama, to live above the obstacles, not tripped up by them, to create an atmosphere, not to be subject to it. Deuteronomy 28, 7 and 13, as I was preparing my message, I just felt those verses pop in my heart. It says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Come on, somebody. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only. Everybody say above only. And not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. How do you want to be careful to observe them? Let me give you some differences between a person who has succumbed to an orphan mentality versus a son or daughter who is walking in their God-given authority as a son and daughter. Are you guys ready? You can actually get this. This is, this is just a partial list from a book called Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship by Jack Frost. I highly recommend it. You want to know what's funny? My daughter recommended it to me. There you go. 17 years old, she said, Dad, you need to read this and get free. Come on, somebody. (laughs) When it comes to our perspective, our need for approval, an orphan mentality strives for the praise, approval, and acceptance of people. A son and daughter understands they're totally accepted in God's love and justified by grace. So I don't need your praise. I can use your encouragement, but I don't live by it. When it comes to peer-to-peer relationships, an orphan mentality is focused on competition, a source of pain, distrustful towards them. Whoops, sorry. Focused on competition, rivalry, and jealousy towards other success and position. A son or daughter embraces humility and unity as you value others and are able to rejoice in their blessing and success. How many want to rejoice and and be a blessing to people's successes? It's an awesome place to be. We're going to have an opportunity to do that at the end of the service as we send out Pastor James and Chelsea. The perspective of view of leadership. An orphan mentality sees leadership as a source of pain, distrustful towards them and lack and lack an attitude of submission. A son or a daughter sees leadership as respectful, honoring, and ministers of God for good in your life. How do you know God wants to bless you through your leaders? He does. Healthy leaders. When it comes to the future, an orphan mentality fights for what they can get. 
How many of you have been there before? A son or a daughter walks in the revelation that releases inheritance. I'm going to get what's coming to me. Hallelujah. And then lastly, when it comes to motivation for service, and there's like 20 of these, but these are the ones I picked out. When it comes, be, when it comes to being motivated to serve, an orphan mentality has a need for personal achievement as you seek to impress God and others or not be motivated to serve at all. A son or a daughter service is motiv- motivated by a deep gratitude. How many of you are thankful? They're motivated by a deep gratitude for being unconditionally loved and accepted by God. We need sons and daughters, listen, to take their place in this house so people, listen, can encounter a healthy son and daughter, someone who's motivated, listen, with deep gratitude and the unconditional love and accepted by God. Listen, when you encounter somebody that's operating from that, how many know that's a good day? You can tell. I'm telling you, you can tell. We will never live out a legacy from an orphan mentality. Again, because an orphan is focusing on who has left and what has been lost, they operate from a place of lack. You cannot lead or serve anyone well from a place of lack. You can't do it. But a son and daughter, they recognize what has been left, and they function from a place of abundance, and they live out their legacy by walking in their God-given authority. And that's what I'm asking you to do today. I'm asking you to take Take your place, take your rightful place in God's authority that he has for you. So what's it going to take to steward the legacy, you guys, that's been given to us? What's it going to take? Let's be real. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Here it is again. Above all. Everybody say above all. Above all that we ask or think, underline this. According to the power that works in us. Look at Ephesians 1.19. We read it, but here it is again. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. I'm a big definitions guy. M-W.com. Merriam-Webster.com. I love definitions because it, it really reveals Listen, the meaning sometimes of Scripture as you're meditating upon it. I'm like, there's got to be more to that word. Listen to this. The word according means equal to, matching, parallel, and here's this word, aligned. Pastor Scott spoke a word over our church, listen, that this was going to be a season of fulfillment. I followed that by saying, Before a season of fulfillment comes, there is an alignment. Listen, when there's an alignment, listen, God is handing out assignments. And God is calling you and I, listen, he's calling you up because Pastor Scott and Karen have been called out. And he's calling us up. And it's our job, listen, to pick up the phone and say yes. Everybody say yes. Now listen to this verse now. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, equal to the power that works in us, matching the power that works in us, parallel to the power that works in us, aligning to the work, aligning to the power that works in us. 
You see, I believe the key to our legacy is taking our place in Christ as his sons and daughters and leading from the abundance of the Holy Spirit's power, not the lack that comes from an orphan mentality. So when we take our place, listen, this is what happens. You remember all that good stuff that's coming towards us? The favor, how many like mercy? How many like grace? How many like kindness? Freedom? Compassion as sons and daughters, we get all of that, right? But listen, when we have a revelation that we are sons and daughters of the house and we take our place, listen, we take our place in Christ, we stand in the authority, the God-given authority that's been given to us, listen, we start leading with those things. So we, when we take our place, we lead with his mercy, When we take our place, we lead with his great and wonderful love, his grace, his undeserved favor. When we take our place, we lead with his kindness. We lead with his redemption and freedom. We lead with his remarkable compassion. We lead with his eternal perspective. Listen, and when people encounter us, listen, they encounter those things as well. Everybody say, above all. And so we're not doing ground-level warfare We're operating from another kingdom. And listen, when people encounter you, they should encounter the king of your kingdom. It's a powerful revelation. Listen, it's not just doing practical, the practical things. Listen, every practical thing that we do is tied to a spiritual thing, a spiritual principle. It's true. How many know it's his kindness that leads us to repentance? So it's important how we treat people. We were at a restaurant last night, and people were giving our waiter a bad time. I don't know why. I felt bad for him. He just kind of started off on the wrong foot. He started calling people by the name of the food that they ordered. So he's like, for me, he was like, hey, small lasagna. That's what he called me. Hey, small lasagna. That's what you ordered, right? I'm like, small lasagna, yeah. He called me small lasagna the whole night. But he shouldn't have called Amy's friend next to me. He shouldn't have called her chicken Alfredo because she wasn't having that. She's like, what do you mean chicken Alfredo? I'm not a chicken Alfredo. I felt bad for the guy. From the the get-go, the guy was just in a deficit. You ever... A waiter's just trying to dig his, and every time he opened his mouth, he said the wrong thing. I mean, it was just, it was just one of those nights for the guy. I felt bad for him. And so when my, when my, when my ticket came to me, I looked at, you know, how now they, it's kind of like they give you this tip suggestion, right? <clears throat> so when he came to me, I said, do you, can you give me change for this? And I looked at the highest number and I just wanted to show the brother some kindness because he was struggling all night. And I, and, I, and I gave him, and he looked at it. He's like, you don't want any change? I said, no, man. You did a great job tonight. And he's like, wow. <laughs> he, listen, he didn't encounter me. He encountered the kingdom of, king of kindness, the king of generosity. Listen. When we take our place, we begin to discover his paths. It's through abundance that we come into alignment 
listen, so we can take our place and pick up our assignment, listen, and step into this season of fulfillment that we're about to step into. It's about to get crazy in here, y'all. It is. Season of fulfillment. Listen, that, that's just not, not something I'm just going to let. I'm going to keep that in front of you every week. It's a season of fulfillment. But before fulfillment comes, listen, there has to be an alignment. And listen, every single person in here is important to what God is doing here at Real Life and through Real Life. And listen, we could come to alignment, but if nobody picks up their assignment, we're going to be the same place right now, next year, the same time. We'd be like, like, man, what are we doing? You're like, nothing. Why? Because no one takes their assignment. But listen, if we get into alignment and we pick up our assignment, Listen, the season of fulfillment will come, and we will experience, listen, a glorious momentum. Listen, that will be so fun because we will see not only people coming to church, but people giving their lives to Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. Not just on Sundays either, but at your workplace. Family members, backslidden family members, sons and daughters that have gone astray. They will come back. Why? Because we will be praying that this is a season of fulfillment. They have been gone long enough. It's time for sons and daughters to come back to the house of God. Verse 10, Ephesians 2, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. Created in Christ Jesus, and hear it again, so meaningful, reborn from above. Everybody say above. That's where I want us to live from. Listen, I don't want us to pray from a place where we feel like we're, we're praying prayers from below. No, I want us to get to a place where we're praying prayers from above. Okay? Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works which God prepared for us beforehand taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them living the good life. How many ready for the good life at real life? How many ready for the good life at real life? Which he prearranged and made ready for us. Will you guys all stand with me? In just a few moments, we're going to be sending a son and daughter out. Pastor James and Chelsea uh, have been called up, and they've said yes. And um, we're going to do that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want us to pray together. Can we do that? Can you grab hands all across, stretch across the aisles? Let's grab hands. But this is a prayer that I wrote for our church. I actually added it on Saturday. I hope it got in there. I I was hoping it got in there and it did. Sent it late and it's up on the screens. But I want us to pray this in unison together. How many of you are ready to be used by God? How many of you are ready to take the limitations that you've been experiencing, the frustrations? You're ready to throw those things to the wayside. I'm telling you, it's time to get busy. God is doing a new thing. Listen, I can just I can just testify. Listen, God is taking the limitations off me, and that means he's going to be taking the limitations off you. So listen, don't hesitate. Don't be afraid. Don't fear that thing that's confronting you. Listen, face it in the abundance as a son and daughter. And I want to pray together for us to have that revelation. Can we pray in unison? Thank you for seating me in heavenly places above all my circumstances, challenges, and difficulties. 
I ask that you give me wisdom and greater understanding so that I can allow the power that's working in me to grow and cause me to know you more. Thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. I ask you to shed light on my future, my calling, and that you would equip me with every good thing that I need for my life, my everyday life. Thank you for the greatness of your power that is working on the inside of me, which caused my desires to be doable, my faith to be unshakable, and the impossible things that I'm facing possible. Raise the level of my influence and expectancy according to the abundance of power that raised Jesus from the dead. In Jesus' name. Can we just give the Lord praise for the new season that he's bringing us into? Come on, let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Just say, take the limits off. Say, I'm taking the limits off. Come on, just shake the heavy bands off. Come on, just shake the heavy bands off. Come on, just thank him this morning. Come on, let's just, let's, come on, let's sing it out. Help us to lead as sons and daughters from a place of abundance. God, where your mercy not only flows toward us, but through us. God, where your love not only flows toward us, but through us. Where your compassion, God, not only flows toward us, but through us. Lord, that when people encounter us, whether it's at church or in the office or at school, wherever we may be, they encounter the king of the kingdom. God, we give you praise today. Lord, reveal your paths, reveal your ways, reveal assignments. God, is, I just felt this in first service and I feel it again. Listen, when I say take your place, some of you are just saying, I I don't know my place. I don't know my place. Can we just take a moment, just say, Lord, show me my place. Will you say that to him? Lord, show me my place. Show me my place. I felt like there's even some transition with some of you. Listen, you've been doing the same thing for a long, long time, and the Lord's about to transition you, about to change some things for you. Might have to do with your career, I don't know, but listen, there's a transitioning happening. 
And I would just say, say yes to it. Lord, show me my place, my path. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord praise?